Hi everyone, you're listening to Humanize Your Workplace with Alyssa Carpenter, where we chat about all things, well, human. On each of these bite-sized episodes, I'll give you something new to try to become more self-aware, help you build better work relationships, or just try to get you through a sticky work situation. It all starts with an open mind and a conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Humanize Your Workplace. Last week, we talked a little bit about emotional and instrumental support that you can provide for your teams, your organization, your supervisor, especially now. Um, If you haven't checked out that episode, take a look. Um, I provide a lot of tools and resources and even talking points that you can have with your team and some of the things that they might be thinking about. And I also shared a little bit of the picture of the United States. So what's happening now, when supervisors get their first training, how all of that is really impacting the workforce, the trickle-down effect. So it's it's honestly really fascinating what's happening and how it trickles down to all members of the organization and what we can do as individuals. And today I wanted to chat a little bit more about like the role modeling, work-life management, how that all plays into what's going on within organizations. And again, what we can do as, as supervisors and leaders. And as many of you know, and I talked about last time, having a fifth and second grader and trying to manage, you know, virtual school and work is not, it's not easy. (laughs) And you may have other colleagues in that situation. And it's, it makes a huge difference as a supervisor to give a little bit of grace um, to start having conversations of what do you need? How can I support you? Even though obviously all the work that needs to get done, um, what hours do they actually need to get done? What does that look like? All that stuff helps. Um, I wanted to start off today as I'm talking about role modeling and work-life management, how we can even better support or partner with our supervisors by managing up. Because, you know, I talk a lot about supervisors helping their employees, employees helping employees. But sometimes as a supervisor, depending on your role, right, who's maybe looking out for you, right? And it sounds, okay, I can look out for myself. I'm a supervisor. I'm a leader. But I think members of your team, and if you're not a supervisor, really hone in on this, um, if, I think members of your team can really help out and really step up and really highlight what you're doing and, and help you. And And I I really think that you can better support or partner really with a supervisor by being honest, right, about your burnout and even just sharing the concerns that you might have right now. And this isn't a rant to go off on your supervisor or what's happening, but to be able to share that, especially, you know, depending on your relationship with this individual and there's trust and conversation that's going back and forth because what you might be feeling is what others are probably feeling as well. So how can we work together to do that? Is Are there, and I know a lot of my clients, you know, shifting roles and responsibilities or hours or um, there's just so many different things that you're able to do if there's a relationship already built. Um, There's only so many hours in a day you can be on or make things happen. We're all facing this kind of Zoom burnout right now. So if, you know, there's meeting after meeting and just having conversations of, are we able to do this via email? What information can I send you that would be more helpful? I am back to back with Zoom meetings and I really need the space 
to be able to work through this client project that's due on Friday. Advocate for yourself. Advocate for the work that you need to do. Your supervisor is not going to say that they don't want to see great work from you. Share how important the work is that you're doing and that you want to be able to continue it and finish it and you might need a little space and time to be able to do it. So a supervisor can't change or adjust something if they don't know something is going on. If you're just nose to the ground, doing all the work that you have, and there doesn't seem to be a problem, nothing can be changed or nothing can be, will be adjusted. So really just sharing those and having those open conversations about how you're feeling. And even being, and I talked about this on the last episode, their eyes and ears, right? So you, everybody's got a little bit disconnected and being in that virtual space. But if you're consistently hearing the same thing or same concerns of our sharing platform really isn't working for what we need to, we're having a lot of 30 minute meetings and we seem to either go to the end or keep going over, but a lot of it is chitter chatter. I think if we just did quick 15 minute meetings in the morning, we'd be good to go. What you're hearing, share with your supervisor. And this isn't a tattletale situation. This is the information that you're calling, that you're consistently hearing, that you can create or change or be helpful for you to be more effective. And even just assisting them with identifying and communicating and disseminating that important information that's that's coming up. So if they're your leader, and maybe you even have a small team, if you're helping disseminate that information to your team or putting together emails or marketing or whatever the case may be, working together. Um, I think you can never over communicate. So even with working with a lot of my clients, things are done video. Let me show you how to walk through and I'll help them create these videos of how to walk through certain platforms or programs because people learn that way. Or maybe it's a step-by-step model of writing things down and, and writing out instructions to do it. And so some people might like the video, some people might like it written, others might like bullet points or via email. Maybe it's creating just a web page with all of the tools and resources and links. So helping create that and disseminate that information is really helpful. So maybe they're doing everything and writing down instructions and you notice team members are not, let me read the instructions and do it. They're more visual learners. So helping them walk through and create these videos will help in the long run from them getting a bazillion emails of, I didn't understand this. I didn't know what was going on. You have these other tools. If you're in a position, even thinking about human resources, sometimes people just don't know what's available. So if you've come across or your organization has employee assistance programs, otherwise known as EAP programs that are counseling, other emotional support, a lot of these things are free or very inexpensive that are covered by your organization. So even calling together if you're in HR or you've used these resources and you hear that employees need this support, sharing with your supervisor what they are so they can disseminate this information for the rest of the team. And I think to me, one of the biggest things is asking back, how are you? How is your family? How are you feeling? What are you excited about? What are you nervous about? So if they're asking you the questions, I come back and say, how are you? You know, I heard, you know, that we landed this new client. How's that going? Do you need help? Right? Be their support system as well. Um, The more we manage up, the more we work together, the more effective our teams will be, especially now. Um, I wanted to talk about the other aspect too of of caring um, in that organizational model we were talking about in the last episode. So that third really point 
is role modeling, really showing and sharing the behavior that you want to see in other people, supervisor or not. Um, it's really hard for people to follow something when one, they don't know what it is. They don't know the expectations. They don't know what they're looking for um, within within specific roles or what things should look like. So being that model, right? Role modeling the behavior that you want. If you're looking for quicker 20-minute more efficient meetings, do those 20-minute, you know, more efficient meetings, right? Don't keep scheduling those 30 minutes or maybe you do 15-minute standing meetings or, you know, whatever the case may be. If you're frustrated that agendas aren't being sent out, send out the agenda ahead of time for your meetings. If you're frustrated people aren't being included in certain meetings, you know, add them if you have the capability to do that. So role model the behavior that you want to see. And if you have kids, if there's something going on family life, you know, we all have a life outside of work. So really role modeling the behavior, potentially not sending emails like later at night, if your expectations for your team, as they work nine to five, you're sending emails out at 10 p.m., they think that they have to answer it, right? So either there are a lot of scheduling tools with Outlook where you can actually schedule the emails that come out later that day or the following day. Or just let your team know and say, I might be sending an email late, but I'm not expecting for you to answer it. So role model that and share what you're looking for. And if we're sending out emails or doing something outside of work, people might think that that's their expectation. So if it's not, show them what is. Um, Also sending thank you notes and celebration cards. I use paperless post a lot um, to send virtual cards. It's almost like you can kind of virtually open the envelope. If somebody says to you, you know, I'm selling on a house next week or my birthday, I'm always putting tickers in my calendar to make sure that those events are celebrated. And it really does catch on. People will notice. um, Then they start celebrating other people's birthdays. If you're looking for more team building or, you know, you're leading a meeting and you want to make it a little bit more fun everybody wear a hat or bring your pet, whatever it is, if you're in the role that you can do that, show people that it can happen. If you're looking to do more brainstorming, but you want to see it virtually, try the whiteboard function on Zoom, right? Show people what can be done and what, if you're in the position to do that, to shake things up so people know what behavior you're expecting or the capabilities. And there's been so many articles lately on using your vacation time. And I think, you know, at first you're like, what vacation? I'm clearly not going anywhere. But a day off to binge watch something, a day off to sit outside, take a hike, take a nap, you know, whatever it is, don't forget that vacation time is there. So if you're saying to your employees, take your vacation time and you're not, that's not really role the behavior. So take days off when you can. They're your days. You earn them and choose, obviously, what you want to do during that time. The last thing I wanted to mention and talk about within those four cornerstones of organizational caring is providing a space for creative work-life management. I talked about it a little bit in terms of vacation time, but I've seen some really creative things with organizations, and I just wanted to share share with you. And when you're thinking through this, think about this this triple win, right? So is the solution, are these programs good for the work, right? The work that we're doing, the employee and the client. And oftentimes a lot of these are. When people are in a better headspace, they feel like they're a little bit more balanced. They don't feel overworked. We can get that triple win with our work, with our employees and our clients. So some of the things that I've seen, which I thought were really interesting, and obviously it's very much going to depend on your organizational culture or what's happening, but just to give you some ideas, I've seen a lot of virtual childcare or entertainment during meetings, and there's one virtual assistant company 
where they'll take turns. So for a little bit, you know, for 30 minutes, if the rest of the team is in a meeting or 45 or 20 minutes, whatever the case may be, one team member will do a virtual activity with um, the kids. So they'll set up additional laptops for those kids to kind of interact with each other, maybe do an arts and crafts, play a game virtually. So it's somebody entertaining that individual. Now, obviously, depending on the age that may or may not work, you know, somebody virtually can't tell you, you know, make sure you're sitting down or, you know, they still might be wandering around the house. But it can be something really fun and interesting. And even with that, I've seen a lot of lunch and learns as you have with a company or an organization, but other our companies are actually paying for entertainment for the kids during a meeting or hosting a lunch and learn. And it could be something even at night, something fun. So I've seen magicians or characters or um, orchestras. I've seen a lot of these things with organizations where they're paying other services to provide entertainment for kids. Um, super appreciative of the parents if if it works into their schedule and they're able to do it, or it's something that tape that can be watched later, provides entertainment while you know, you're in a meeting or something's happening. It's just fun and it's just something that's different. Um, the other thing for just being creative with it is providing or lending office equipment. So you might not need everything um, at home as you did at work, or at the physical workspace, but sometimes I know um, some of my clients realize a month into it, oh wait, I always use this, this printer to do this report and I don't have a printer at home. So lending that office equipment, maybe you have spare laptops or a mouse. Um, I actually bought my kids a mouse to use with their computer, which kind of rocked their world because they were so used to <laughs> touching um, the piece on the, the tablets or the laptops. And if there's extra equipment and mouse pads and keyboards or chairs or whatever the case is, if employees want to come to office and you're lending it to them for the time being, that's a great way because it's not just for them. Maybe it's their family who needs it. Even small stipends. Um, a lot of companies are doing it for their employees, right, because they maybe need a chair or a rolly ball or whatever it is um, to keep their desk space or a divider, an extra monitor. But think about, could you do a smaller one for kids' spaces? Is there something that you can do in the kids' spaces? And I've done with even other organizations of here's these list of five things. What is something that would be helpful for your child? It's almost like an Amazon wish list. Here's these list of five things. You choose what you want um, and we'll send it to you. And it might be headphones. Um, Kids always are looking for headphones, especially now. Um, If you're an organization where you are physically in the same space, but, you know, are, are that six feet apart or social distance, you can do a food truck. Um, we've done it for our neighborhood party. I've seen organizations who they're not physically at the same space now, but do a food truck for their employees to come socially distance, really just do a hangout because a food truck and you can order in advance with a lot of them. You order in advance, you pick it up, you're at a park and you're kind of all together having conversations. So it's just kind of a nice gesture or a gift cards to local restaurants, order lunch um, for your team. They pick the place wherever they are and then it's expense through your organization. And this is going to be a lot of experiments, right? It's going to be a lot of experiments and failing and trying again, um, asking questions. Did you like the food truck? Is there any office equipment or school equipment that you need that you're not able to find? And that's a big one too. Even though I might want to purchase a, a chair for my kids, it's really hard to find office equipment right now or desks. So is there something that you can do or, or help with? Are you having trouble 
with your kids, like focusing during a certain time of day, you know, school ends at three o'clock. Is it that three thirty, four o'clock time frame where you're really struggling to get some work done? Maybe we can put together a program. We have a professional development budget that we can do, or a colleague of ours is really into magic and loves to do it, or, you know, whatever the case is, really think a little bit creatively, but start the dialogue um, to see what's wanted, to see what's needed and to see what they would be excited about. So just to recap a little bit, uh, last week we talked about emotional and instrumental support that you can provide. Today we kick things off a little bit about managing up um, and helping out supervisors and asking them kind of how are you, what's going on, what you need help with, and sharing those resources and tools and being honest with them about where you are as well as being their eyes and ears. What are you hearing? What are trends? What are things that employees want or need to be able to do their job more effectively? And then we touched on role modeling, so showing the behaviors that you want. Whatever position that you're in, if you're looking for shorter meetings and think things can get done in that time, try it out. See if it can. Looking for more brainstorming and want to use the whiteboard on Zoom, do it. Try it. Role model that behavior. Bring in people who need to be involved within that meeting. It's hard for people to conceptualize what's needed and it's hard for people to buy into something if we're just saying this is what I want you to do but we're not doing it so we're asking people not to email after five and you're doing it so try to role model the behavior that you want to see in others and then the last thing we talked about was providing that space for creative work-life management so thinking about lending that equipment maybe it's stipends think creatively about food trucks or entertainment to try to get that triple win between the work the employee and the client. So I'd love to hear what you've been doing to really be an organization of caring. How are you providing this work-life management or role modeling or providing emotional or instrumental support? So let me know. Um, Reach out to me on LinkedIn at Alyssa Carpenter. Send me a message. Let me know what you've been doing, what questions you have, and I'm happy to help. Um, In my book, How to Listen and How to Be Heard, Inclusive Conversations at Work, I talk a lot about virtual spaces and the best way to really communicate with people and questions to ask. So these episodes are really just the start of a much longer conversation, but I love to hear what you've been doing um, and how it's been working out for you. So thanks so much, and until next Next time. Thanks again for listening. But did you know that you can leave me a voice message to answer any questions on an upcoming episode? Just go into the show notes and the link will be there at the bottom for you to send me that message. Have a great day.